forget about it because I know Jay mentioned it and I wasn't out on it. Yeah. So, uh, Asif, the way we'll do mm -hmm. this from a post-production perspective, my goal is more formatting than anything else. Although okay. if there's like a if if afterwards, you know, or if during you're like, oh, I'd really love to show you this screenshot. I'm happy to bring a screenshot in post-production. But okay. by no means is this a presentation where I expect where we're looking for demos or anything like that. Um, free flowing conversation. You know, we sent a few questions over to get it started. By the way, I love your mug. Um, <laughs> and we we mostly just try to have fun, you know. Um, That's why I brought this mug. Winnie <laughs> nice. the Pooh. Fantastic. All right. Um, uh, so <clears throat> Asif Ramani, mm -hmm. Visual SP. You are the founder? Is that what you're yes. type, preferred? CEO, CEO, see everything. I see everything. <laughs> Not everything, but CEO and founder, yes. Okay. Not a one-man shop. We got a we got a big team. All right. Um, we will start with a little just a an introduction of you. Mm -hmm. Um, we like to talk about the community a little bit, what you do in the community, how you got to where you are um as a you know, the founder of a business. You know, a few minutes talking about that. We'd be more than happy to do that. Um sure. Uh, we we like to spotlight what people in the community are able to accomplish for themselves. Okay. And and then we'll get into, you know, what is Viva Learning? Um and 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 talk through that. You know, it, it we I think we sent you some general questions to begin with, right? Yep, I got them all. So uh, if there's anything you don't want to talk about uh in that list, let me know. Otherwise, I'll just check them off as we go. And um if the good. conversation yep. skips around. That's awesome. Sounds good. They all look good to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, uh, so happy to have today with us uh, another episode of This Week in Teams, Asif Ramani. Asif is the CEO and founder of Visual SP um, out of the Chicago area. Asif, welcome to the welcome to the cast. Thanks for having me, Jay and Craig. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Normally, we normally Jay introduces me, but he didn't. So I, I'm trying something different, Craig. Everyone knows Actually, who last, you are, right? The last episode, Jay introduced me as him. So that was what was really funny. There you go. Something different. <laughs> yes, yes. Real professionals over here. Yes. Uh, so Asif, tell us a little bit about what Visual SP does. Yeah, we try to unfrustrate users, the, the people, you know, who actually make or break each application, those people. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, unfrustrating them, meaning increased user adoption, reducing their support tickets, making them, doesn't matter if they're working from home, like my wife is, or you know, anybody working from the office, doesn't matter where you are, getting you the answers you need at your moment of need. That's what Visual SP as a product does. That's what I've also done since the beginning, trying to make it easy for users to get the information they, they need at their moment of need so they can do their job. Nice. So how do you do that? Yeah, that's the that's the tough part. People think, right. okay, well, how do you do that? Do you actually get on the phone with them? Do they call you? No, no, that's not what it is. Uh, it's an actual overlay that uh, we have. Visual SP itself as an overlay that goes on top of any web application. We're talking about Dynamics, SharePoint, uh, Viva Vault, uh, Salesforce. Sorry, Microsoft. I'm going to talk about other stuff also, okay. even outside. Any web application, and it just goes as an overlay on top of it, so the user cannot tell the difference. Right. And it provides them the information that they need. So imagine I'm looking at my site and I see a button 
and I click on the button, it gives me an answer or it starts a walkthrough or inline help icon or a link or a the tab that we have, which uh, came first a long, long time ago, where if you click on our Visual SP tab, you get a panel where you can ask your question or get the contextual help. Uh, at the end of the day, trying to make it so it does not feel foreign to you. It feels like, hey, it's just any other website, but it's actually your enterprise applications that this is on top of, right? So everywhere you go, ServiceNow, HubSpot, Salesforce, whatever it is, you have the answers right there, context-sensitive information at your moment of need. Cool. So within an organization, who are you guys working with? We started... Many years ago, when we first started, we were speaking with the IT folks more often. You know, They were the ones looking for a solution for their SharePoint environment. But as we grew with the company and the mission, we realized when it doesn't matter even if it's a SharePoint IT guy, they are, or, or others, they're all thinking about many different applications. The ones that I mentioned, and even beyond that, think NetSuite or others, CostPoint. There are so many web applications that users have and the same frustration are there. Uh, so we started the use of the conversation with IT directors and VPs and stuff and mid-sized smaller companies. And we even went beyond, and now we're talking a lot to the business folks who the HR department, the communications department and others who are trying to get the information to their users so they can retain the users. You know, mm -hmm. you, you don't want them to <laughs> resign on you or get uh, frustrated. And that's what we try to help these folks to do. You know, we're going to be talking about, obviously, for example, uh, the, the Viva learning and deep learning mechanisms. But this is also a part of the learning model, which unfortunately many people forget about. That, yes, I'm providing them courses, but what about when they have a question that they need an answer to? What do I do? Yeah, and these just, folks from the IT, HR, communications department, they're all thinking about that. How do I make it happen? And that's where we help them. What I like about your product is, it, as you said, it is in line because so often yeah. it's like, I want to do this, but what what document did I see it in? What exactly. recording was that? Who was that guy that made that comment on Twitter? Yeah. How do I find it? So um, that's good. And one of the things that you mentioned early on was that you've been doing it for a while, right? Not only just Visual SP, but um, you know, I have known you, I think, since 2011, maybe at a SharePoint Saturday. I know definitely. Um, at SharePoint Saturday, Chicago suburbs in 2013 that I hosted, mm -hmm. you spoke, but I had seen you at conferences, SharePoint fests and all those. Um, can you tell us a little bit how you got started? Yeah, it's a long journey. I was not in the Microsoft space when I started. It was Java and other stuff. I was a programmer, um, late 90s. But uh, within the Microsoft space, my first foray into Microsoft SharePoint specifically was in the early days of SharePoint. Uh, it mm -hmm. was actually early 2002, when those of us who have worked with SharePoint 2001 know that it sucked like, <laughs> really bad. And I mean, really, really bad. <laughs> and I had no doubt in my mind that the SharePoint thing will not go anywhere. Right. <laughs> and, that's right. and here we are so many decades later. Uh, my journey began at that time as a consultant working for a bank actually in Chicago here. And they wanted to get their documents managed somehow and SharePoint was the thing. Uh, I went from a consultant to becoming a mentor to other companies to help them do this. SharePoint 2003 came along, 2007 came along. Along the way, I became a trainer in 2005 when I was training full-time, you know, mm -hmm. doing about 12 courses uh, a year. And that's uh, anywhere from 20 to 40 people a class. Right. 
Then uh, that's where actually where I got my MCT, Microsoft Certified Trainer, in 2005. In 2007, Microsoft awarded me out of nowhere as an MVP. I was like, well, well that's thank you, you know. Uh, I've had my MVP since then, since so 2007 till 2022, right now. Wow. And honestly, it's been a pleasure being able to help people because that's something that has always helped me. So, you know, the the acronym, which uh, some of us say in our community, WIAFM, what's in it for me? For yes. me, doing things like what we're doing today in this webcast and or doing teaching, uh, speaking at conferences, it helps me. And I, I enjoy this as a vocation. So I've always done that, still doing it right now. 2012 is when we started actually making the whole thing into a product. And that's what I was talking about with the Visual SP. So if we are not here, you know, us... Uh, some who else is there at the moment of need for a user to answer a question? And we wanted to accomplish that goal. And that's what we've been doing since 2012 all the way till right now, trying to get closer and closer to the point where the user just has the information they need so to succeed. And yep. I think it's more important than ever right now, especially with you know, the COVID days that we're living in. Yep. What I like about uh, about your entire path is 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 it's all about education but it's it's not click here click here it's it's contextual it's you're trying to do this we want you to be able to figure it out then um and and that's always been a big struggle for people is you know yeah. you go take a class on something and then maybe you don't think about it for two or three weeks and then the the next time you touch that thing yeah. you've no idea how to actually make it happen so <laughs> So, so that kind do, of, do one for OBS because Jay really needs help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really do need to bite the bullet on an OBS course, but that's for another podcast. That's, sorry, I couldn't resist, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I deserve it. So, so that actually is a big part of your your story. The things that you do that's a big part of why when Craig and I looked at this Viva mini series we're running and we were trying to think out, figure out learning, you were one yeah. of the first people that came to mind. Um, so tell us a little uh, about Viva learning and what that, what does it mean? What is yeah. Viva? And what do you like about it? Well, sure. <laughs> and what yeah. don't you like about it? If you have, if you have those, whatever I'm you want to tell you both actually. Yeah. Yeah. Those people who, probably don't know my background and maybe I didn't even specify that I do not work for Microsoft. I've never worked for Microsoft. My career has been aligned with Microsoft, but that doesn't mean that I have allegiance in a way where I have to do Microsoft speak. So definitely I'll be talking about the good and the not so good of Viva yeah. Learning. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that's important because yeah. you know, anybody can get up there and talk about good, but I think yeah. what's what's nice to know are the, the gotchas, right? And people need to know that before they jump into it. Absolutely. Uh, I can go on literally for an hour or more just talking about Viva Learning, but I will not do that. Otherwise, we will have it'll, it'll be difficult for us to complete this uh, webcast. So, so I'll try to be as brief as possible, but please interrupt me if I'm going too long. Viva as a brand came up because of the whole exposure, uh, well, the, the focus on employee experiences. Uh, I looked into and perused around with all the different uh, you know, modules of Viva, so uh, Viva Connections, Viva Topics, Viva Insights, Viva Learning. Obviously, because of my own background, I dove deep on Viva Learning. Actually, I did quite a bit with Viva Connections too, but Viva Learning is where I really, really got deep into. So I'll talk about Viva Learning specifically here. But there's a lot of knowledge in terms of the learning knowledge that is in an organization. 
but it's usually spread across different places. You have an LMS, you have a wiki site with all these videos, mm -hmm. you have a content source that people can log into and, and get to. And Microsoft realized that people were asking them, well, my users are spending more and more time in Teams. You know, it used to be just Outlook and now it's Outlook and Teams. So how can I get people stuff that they need here? We needed an aggregator that aggregates everything in one place where I am. So it is, quote unquote, learning in the flow of work. And honestly, that's what all the Viva modules have done. Speaking, speaking specifically of Viva Learning, when you, uh, you basically have a portal and in that portal, you get access to your learning management system information, your other content sources, and maybe even other uh, types of data that you need to help you do your job. And that's why it's in alignment with what we do as a company also. And that's that's why I dove into it. Realizing that Viva Learning definitely can become a part of a big part of a learning journey that uh, most of these organizations are in right now. Mm -hmm. now um, Having said that, uh, like I said, I'm going to go both pros and cons of it. When I first found out the licensing model of Viva Learning, I was very surprised. Actually, in the beginning, there was a licensing licensing model. You know, it came out slowly, but when it was revealed, there was be four dollars per user per month, and then I knew exactly what it was going to do. That surprised me, and it still surprises me, and something that I've given feedback to Microsoft about because we're talking about aggregation of all this content in one place using Viva Learning. We're not talking about the actual LMS system that you still need. We're not talking about the content source. Like, And when I say content source, I'm talking about edX, Coursera, LinkedIn, all these different kind of content sources. So you still need the content source, you still need an LMS, and you need a Viva Learning to put it all together. Yeah. When I speak with organizations and I talk about this, uh, they tally up the cost and it becomes pretty huge. You know, uh, so, but on the flip side, as I'm sure you guys already know, there's a free version of Viva Learning too. That one I've seen many, many organizations adopt because there's no downside to it. You, in fact, right. it's already pushed out to almost every tenant, if not every tenant anyway, so you have it. Uh, what you decide to do with it, that's up to you. Do you publicize it? Do you let, just let people discover it mm -hmm. uh, by chance? My advice has always been that you do let your users know that it exists and here's what it's going to do for you. But you also let them know some of the gotchas as well. So here's a gotcha, which I definitely do not like, but I know that it is in Microsoft Microsoft's roadmap to fix. You get to see all the content that's available through, let's say, LinkedIn library in Viva Learning. Mm -hmm. Not right. everything that you have access to, but everything that's there. And you can get to a point where you see see it in a tile, say, oh yeah, this course on, uh, I don't know, Dynamics 265 Sales Hub makes a lot of sense. Let me figure that out. You click on it, you get to the next screen where it tells, gives you a tile, gives you all the synopsis, everything else, and you're you're happy. Okay, I have access to it. I was I wanted to learn to that, uh, learn it anyway. And then you click on yeah. it, and then you're surprised uh, when you when it asks you for your login credentials. And not only that, another thing that surprised me, which is not configured properly, and I'm sure Microsoft is looking into that also, is even if you have access to it as an individual from the web browser, you can't get it uh, through Teams with the exact same course because the Teams version, I mean, the Viva Learning specifically, that's pulling in your organization credentials to get you access to that course, not your individual credentials, oh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. So if I so, have like, if I have like Craig Janky dot Outlook just as a as a spare email that I'm yeah. using, 
and I've signed up for portal sites so for, for LinkedIn learning. I can't use that. Um, I have to use the Microsoft credentials if I go through my Microsoft attendant. Yes, that's exactly true. And that's confusing, you know, and I every yeah. time I do a presentation, I actually point that out to let people know that, listen, there's a open in browser button that exists. If you click on it, it's going to take you to the browser. And if you already logged in as an individual, you will get access to that course. But that I'm I'm a big fan of simplicity and making it easy and simple and just intuitive. And that's yep, not intuitive. Right. So it's something, you know, it still needs to get better. Uh, I think I'm going into a lot of the cons right now. Let me go back to the pros <laughs> of Viva Learning as well, because there is a lot of good pros in there. Uh, you get to show everything that your organization has in terms of learning in one place. So mm -hmm. people don't have to go to different places. Uh, in fact, if you have the paid version of it, you can get into the, the assignments, uh, what your analytics are, and you can expose all that stuff from your LMS through Viva Learning as long as there's integration, which I think is huge because yeah. it is truly learning in the flow of work. You're looking at your chats, you're doing your meetings, you're doing everything in Teams, and now you're getting all that other information directly in Teams as well. So I really like uh, those features of Viva Learning. So rewind a little bit for me. So yeah. the paid version has a, a monthly fee for each user. I assume that is an organizational thing. You can't just buy it for 10 of your 100,000 users. That is a bit murky. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I would there assume is... it's a licensing that you have to assign. I haven't looked into it, but I know that the other ones are you you buy and you sign a license. Yeah, I, I think okay. you probably can at this point right now where you can buy individual, well, not individual, but in a bucket of licenses and yep. assign it. Okay. Uh, but don't quote me on. Well, I guess I, I am on now record here. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, okay. And, and with that, you get access to integrate it with your LMS, you get to surface assignments and uh, every company's got some kind of HR or security briefing yeah. you have to take every year. Something like that can be built into that connectivity. Um, on the free side, did I hear correctly? So the free side is really, it's surfacing LinkedIn learning using your corporate credentials. No, um, maybe I didn't. Explain properly. See, so, yeah. so only the free content coming from LinkedIn Learning can go in there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, you still need to have a paid version to do the actual integration for LinkedIn Learning and other stuff. Okay. Now, having said that, in the free version, I'm glad that Microsoft did decide to, uh, to you know, to give the functionality where you, if you have your own content, you can put that content in SharePoint, and have that content be exposed through Viva Learning for free. Okay. Uh, that is super helpful. It is kind of weird the way you have to integrate and you have to configure it. But once you figure it out, you know, it takes about half an hour or so, then it becomes easy. You know what to do. It's basically you're pointing to a SharePoint list, which in turn is pointing to other locations where the actual content is located. Yeah, uh -huh. that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Well, that's so, so it's got, like you mentioned, uh, there's, there's some good starting points. Yeah. But some gotchas that go with those that that you need to make sure, as we started at the beginning of this, that you're educating your users on what they're getting into, if if you're going to enable them to 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 do that. Yeah. So, how, are you seeing Viva Learning adopted yet? Um, 
by by organizations? Are they starting to to grasp onto that as an organization and really begin to utilize it? Or are we are we still waiting for the pricing model or a technology enhancement to come before people start to organizations really start to dig in? Yeah. Well, the only people who would have the real answer to this are the ones who are looking at the licensing in the back end and, and selling it. I can only speak to what I've seen and heard myself because yep. I do speak about this at conferences. I do talk to lots of people who are looking and thinking about this. And from those lots of people, uh, <laughs> many, many, many of them have started using Viva Learning, the free version. Only a few have gone to the paid version. Very, okay. very few that, that I know of personally. Uh, many of them are the the free ones are looking into doing trials or you know are already doing it or thinking about doing trials to figure out if it's useful for them or not. But uh, they're not fully going into biting the bullet uh, and you know getting the paid version. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Also because you know there's a bundled version also right that's available for the whole Viva modules where where you get four of them all four connections inside topics and learning for $9 where otherwise it would be retail $12 plus when ally.io becomes officially part of uh, Viva as well you get that for you know included as well right so companies are thinking kicking tires to see if this is the model they want to go into or not uh, time will tell exactly if this is going to be the right decision you know, for them to go this route. Or my gut feel says that it's going to be more modular in nature, where I need Viva Learning or I need this, and then I just do that. Uh, but we'll see exactly yeah. what people decide. Okay. It's interesting because it fits into, so my experience, it fits into the employee experience, right? Viva employee experience, we've got four modules. Um, Customers, so I I have been doing a lot with Viva Insights and Workplace mm -hmm. Analytics, and it's I know what customers are looking for when they want to do that, right? Um, they want to increase employee engagement, increase in productivity, but the problem is they don't really have a good handle on how they would manage that project to implement that, right? <laughs> so if you're saying like that, I'm always get who needs to be involved with that, right? It's it's business leaders. It's usually somebody from HR. Somebody, some companies have employee engagement people. Some people, it's got to be somebody from IT. So I'm thinking learnings would be that same way. You have people who are like trainers or who are in spot in in charge of learning, but do they also have to worry about HR? Do they have to involve in IT? And then if you're talking a bundle right now, you've got to choose. A lot of those are going to be the same people doing the employee experience stuff. How do you prioritize? Yeah. The people side of things. It's yes. hard. Right. <laughs> if it's all automated where you just plug and play, then it would be wonderful. And Viva Learning, the free module, is that plug and play where you just it just works. There's nothing to do. It's just available. It's when you go to the paid version of it where you have to integrate and expose different things and manage and assign and spotlight and all that stuff. That's where the human component is super necessary. Otherwise, you're paying for, you know, things that's going to go stale pretty quickly. Yep. So, so let's let's kind of, of of dig into that a little bit if you got if you guys are comfortable with it. When when we were talking about SharePoint, we knew we needed admins and developers and yeah. Back in the day, DBAs to run our, all of that stuff. 
um, with teams. You just needed the guy. You needed the SharePoint guy, Jay. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's true. Or Gail. had the SharePoint no, gal, right. right? Like that, that person, person that did all right. of it. <laughs> with, with Viva and the employee experience, I mean, with Teams, we started to see a shift um, into, more, into different requirements. And with Viva, especially the employee experience side, it, it seems more and more we're not talking about a technology admin or developer type. We're talking about mm -hmm. much softer skills. So what, what skill set, if you're thinking about looking at Viva Learning, yeah. What skill set do you need and what process, like what should you be thinking about? Yeah, there's top, uh, there's uh, <clears throat> titles like knowledge managers. Wow. Right? There's uh, titles like, of course, a learning director, learning manager that exists. HR, uh, especially for human resources side of things, for you know, association of talent development type of folks. People who have memberships of that—that's the like the core audience that's going to be really attracted to uh, this learning module because you are truly looking to provide the learning that you know people need uh, through this portal. The there are many many varying titles, and I agree with what you just mentioned, Jay, that they they're moving away from purely IT titles. Right. There are a lot more learning titles, communication titles, HR titles, and others like that. Now, the exact titles will vary depending on the organization. There's too many variations of that, but that's the kind of mindset, uh, you know, that, that is looking at the learning sort of side of things. Even in other stuff as well. So what Craig has been doing, for example, for insights or other people who are digging into topics, it requires a lot of management to mm -hmm. do those things. You, none of this stuff is just completely plug and play. You know, taking topics, for an example, going a little bit of on a tangent, we're yeah. talking about creating topics for each topic that you want and then managing it in the right. Viva topics for the long term. As soon as you stop managing it, it goes stale. You know, so none of these things are, all right, we'll just buy it and it, it will work and people will love it. Nope, sorry, it doesn't work like that. Same thing with learning as well. It, it has to have that commitment from the organization. Otherwise, you're just wasting money. That's a really big one, too, because I... I'm Admittedly, the reason SharePoint was so hated in organizations is because technology would stand it up, IT would stand it up, and so often then walk away onto the next project. Yeah. And and so I, I know the three of us, I've seen what we've talked about over the last <laughs> decade. I know that we have always preached you have to be more engaged, you have to, you have to consider it more of an ongoing thing. But what I'm seeing more and more is <clears throat> these these solutions, the employee experience uh, capabilities, teams, these are ongoing engagements. This is mm -hmm. not a, a technology that you can deploy and walk away from. You have to have a plan. And I like that that key that you mentioned there is there's an ongoing management requirement for this. Absolutely. That if you're looking at rolling this out and you're thinking of it as a one-off project, you've yeah. already failed. Completely agree. I think that goes with everything. Like you said, it was back in the SharePoint days. It's It was in Microsoft 365 days, which it is still right now. And it's in the Viva days. Yeah. Uh, the build it and they will come is only true if you build it and maintain it. And yes. then they will <laughs> stay, you know. It's just like anything that you do. You have to maintain it. If you don't, it's just going to go stale eventually. I think the Viva brand itself, and, and that's really what it is, Viva brand, Viva initiative is a great idea. And and 
perfect timing also where employee experiences are more important than ever. Right. But the same challenges will still be there in the future. They are still there in the in the present. Uh, and humans and executives, especially be in the organizations, will have to be dedicated to maintain these things. Otherwise, it will not work. And we'll have the exact same user adoption issues and others that we have had before, as you mentioned, Jay, in the back in the SharePoint days. <laughs> yep. It, it will be interesting to see, too, because, I mean, right now we're seeing, I mean, I think we can just sit here and go, yeah, I know the problem that it's going to have about managing it, keeping it fresh, governing it, so to speak, with four, right? So we got topics, insights, connections, and, and learning, what we've been talking about, right? You mentioned um, Ally.O and Glint is being, That's right. also Glint being also. brought in more towards the insights side, but there may be other options to use that. So now we're talking potentially five to six pillars, and I don't see Microsoft stopping there. Um, That's so enough. We don't need more. Yeah. <laughs> so, We've hit our Viva quota. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's going to be more AI type of capabilities and things coming in like that. Um, yeah, so I, I can only see it as being a an interesting challenge to govern. Awful, also, huge opportunities. I don't know it what is. they are yet, but yep. Um, especially I mean, if you if you boil down to it, these are all just first party apps within right. Teams. There's already right. been many third-party apps that exist. Our app, Visual SP, is there too, for example. And these are just first-party apps that are under the Viva brand. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more. They'll be coming in. Uh, they may or may not be under Viva brand. This is Viva brand, of course, is the employee experience targeted brand. There might be some outside of it. But at the end of the day, they are Microsoft-produced applications that appear in Teams. But once again, having said that, just like any other application, uh, if you just purchase the application and you know have it perform or think it's going to perform magic for you, not going to work, no matter how much you pay for it. Now, I think we've been <clears throat> drilling very much into the human component of it over here. Uh, the technology itself is super slick. You know, don't get me wrong. Hopefully, the people who are listening to it are not thinking that hey, you know, is, is it really worth going down that route? It is worth it. It's just not worth it without planning it first. Right. Yeah, you know that's the most important thing. It's, uh, you know, the 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 thought that I always tell people is, uh, we've been doing this many times where we say we'll take care of it later, and it becomes a much bigger ball of wax much later where you start, you know, you just dump the technology and blame it on the technology, saying, well, it didn't work out because the technology was not good enough. Right. And we all know in the back of our mind that it's never really the technology. It's the people usually <laughs> behind that. But it's hard for us people to take on that onus and say, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't do it the right way. So uh, sometimes Microsoft doesn't like me saying this thing, but I think for any application rollout, whether it's Microsoft 365, whether it's Dynamics 365 apps, which I've been diving into quite a bit lately, whether it's Viva, you got to do what you can chew. You got you to gotta take... Yep. Things that you can do, roll it out slowly. Make sure user adoption is there before you move on to the right. next thing. Otherwise, it's going to be a waste of time and money. Uh, awesome. This was really great. I, I, I especially, I feel like that's almost a natural wrap of like, how do you be successful with a tool like this? Let me ask you, you know, one last question on this topic set. Um, the employee experience program is really new to a lot of people. Um, if you if you're not in the HR space, that concept of 
-hmm. What do the employees need to be happy? How do we keep them happy? How do we keep them here? Blah, blah, blah. That's all. This is all new for a lot of us. Where would you like to see Viva, the employee experience program, go next? Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is true that within our space, many of us are finding about, you know, out about this thing months or maybe a year or two ago, uh, but it's the concepts themselves are not new. Uh, my hope is that Microsoft and us as individuals look to the broader community, even outside of Microsoft, and see what has worked, what has not worked, so we don't make the same mistakes. That's uh, the first thing. The second thing, the much broader you know, theme around all this stuff is the, we, we keep on hearing the news about the great resignation. And the great resignation is real, but it's not that people are quitting and sitting at home <clears throat> and not doing anything. It's more about people are moving around in a way where they are, uh, you know, moving to jobs and vocations where it makes the most sense to them. Right. And and we want those vocations, those jobs to be where, you know, where we do our business within the Microsoft space. But for that to happen, it has to have that. Uh, the feel around it, which is welcoming, which is exciting, which is still comforting and all. Sorry, I'm going going on this mushy and soft uh, <laughs> tone over here, but but those things matter. Those things matter. I was a te te uh, technologist, a deep, deep technologist, as I said in the beginning, you're doing Java stuff, then I did C Sharp and everything else. And I went from being a technologist to eventually now thinking like a psychologist, honestly, because right. I think about people a lot more than I would think about technology now. And that's the transition that I think all of us need to make and Microsoft needs to make also to make this employee experiences program, uh, take it to its full potential where we put people first, not yep. technology first. That's I, I, that's the perfect ending. <laughs> Asif, uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more about your uh, thoughts on, on Viva Learning or on learning in general or or the M365 space? Where can they find you? Sure. Well, LinkedIn, I'm pretty uh, uh, pretty active over there. So if you did search for my name, Asif Rahmani at LinkedIn, that's uh, the first place. And then within our company also, I do a lot of blogging, a lot of uh, content sharing through visualsp.com. Those two places are the best place to find me and my work. Are you going to awesome. be speaking at any conferences coming up? Yeah, no, there. People are traveling and out and abroad. True. It's Within the Microsofts. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that earlier. That uh, the conferences are opening up finally. So there's one that's coming within in April, uh, a few weeks from now. That's uh, called the Microsoft 365 Conference. I'm actually serving as the the chair for the Dynamics 365 track that I've introduced in that conference. So I'll be leading that track. Nice. That'll be fun. And then after that, actually, I'm doing I'm presenting at a conference that has nothing to do with Microsoft. It's called the Learning Solutions Conference and out in Orlando. Oh, uh, so I'll be presenting over there talking about learning in the flow of work, blended learning, digital coach, uh, performance support, and a lot of these other concepts which are pretty common in the learning industry, but many of us are not aware of. So they'll be fun. And then there's the uh, 365 Educon. Those happen regionally. So there's happening in Seattle, Chicago, Dallas, Yep. and somewhere else so I'll, i'm uh, booked on, on those as well really enjoy doing those conferences because that's where i get to really meet with you know folks like yourselves and others uh, or colleagues and, and others so Me looking and forward will to be it in seattle so that might be the yeah. next time i see you even though yep. we live in the same town basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's tough i know in chicago which where both of us are located it's kind of spread out so 
many times we meet each other in uh, other cities, which probably is going to happen this time around too. <laughs> Hopefully better weather. It's chilly yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> crazy snow today. Uh, well, listen, guys, I'm going to let you wax poetic about snow as we All right. hang <laughs> up the call. But Asif, thank you so much yes, for joining us. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. I, I'm personally looking forward to seeing more come out about learning um, and and see more organizations take the the uh, the enterprise approach to learning too. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how that works out with Microsoft Viva Stack. Thank Wonderful. you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. All right, that was longer than I expected, but thank you so much. That was a, a really good conversation. Awesome. Um, I hope.